From deep space comes a lady. Oh, with all her pods, waiting to make your people. You're stretching it, Joe. Can we just admit that species is the better pod movie? I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. We are the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding and rebooting movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we got covered in the hairy tendrils of the film Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 1978. Not not 94, not, not 2007, <laughs> not 58, 56? Not, not 56, 50, 50, I don't know, 50-something. 50 50, 56, 54? Something like that. It's It has a long, way to find out. long line of movies and spinoffs. And not only spinoffs and a lot of reboots, it's kind of one that has one of those things that it's a, been memed before memes were on the internet yep. kind of thing. Oh, for sure. I finally know where that Donald Sutherland pointing uh, picture comes from. <laughs> that, and I'm pretty sure the the phrase pod people came after after this. the After 56, for pretty sure. Pretty sure. Is that commonplace usage, people saying pod people? Oh, they say that whenever they talk about me. Look at that pod person over there. It's too bad pods are dead technology. Oh, I miss it. Such a fun chat software. It had the cheeseburger. I always tell everybody about the cheeseburger. You know, it's the best part. <laughs> it really was. Now we don't have any cheeseburgers, so nope. how am I going di- to ask people what if what for lunch? I mean, what? Teams has what? Like a, a pizza and a cake? That's really all it has? Boo. I don't think it doesn't have a cake. I think it's just a pizza. That's dumb. But now you can, like, format your memes in Teams. Yes. Yes, you can do that. Anyway. Does anyone have any experience of this movie from when nope. they were younger? Nope. Nope. I've only ever known about the movie. Never saw it. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I would like to thank our premise of movies with reboots or being rebooted or talked about being rebooted. And once in a while, it's come around and bit us in the butt because we're like, um, no. <laughs> but we had to fit the format of rebooting movies. You know, to be honest, though, I don't really mind because otherwise I would never have watched never. this movie. Exactly. Hey, I agree. I, w- I would have no want. Like, I wouldn't have any idea just because I expected this movie to be, because of how old it was, to be not as quality as it was. Because, I mean, we've watched, some, we've watched some pretty old films and some of them definitely show their age. Except for, I believe you said that... Escape from New York was years ahead of its time, and you thoroughly enjoyed that film, and it still held up to this day. Rothy, we have recordings that prove you otherwise, so do not even start. Wait, what? We're being recorded? (laughs) (laughs) Dun, dun, dun! Surprise! Yeah, uh, I I would not have expected many people to have childhood experiences with this film. I mean, I've seen clips over the years, I have seen pictures over the years references to over the years but never sat down to actually watch the film yes and in that did uh anyone have any opinions about the trailer it was middling for me you know an older trailer it did try to uh give away the plot completely uh by yes just come out saying straight up oh when you fall asleep these plants are going to take over and turn you into people into pod people and uh yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, that and the reuse of the tagline like four times, three times. It was bad. I got to stop playing with loud things in my room. I keep making clicking sounds. and Oh, what, what a time to have audio editing software. Nope. Keep it in. Let's have this like a real life <laughs> conversation in real life. And we're at a table banging pots and pans. That's it. No editing. Everything's staying in. Everything's staying? Oh, are, are you sure you want to do that? That just means when it gets to be 59 minutes and 59 stop seconds, talking. I just stop. <laughs> that's it. We're done. Well, in that case, I'm doing this uh, the rest of this podcast as a pod person. So it's just going to be screeching? Ooh. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. my I could not do that. <laughs> uh, my voice would be so shot. Oh, yeah. But they only do that when they see other Humans? non-pod people. They go, oh my god! I mean, it's loud, it's 
abrupt as like primal like is that what they're doing right there they're just getting into uh get that plants uh, trying mode. to figure out how isn't an alarm words work no nah, it's primal scream therapy oh, like okay. why do they keep on acting like people once all the people are already been potted yeah exactly that doesn't make any sense you'd think that once you get to more than a certain percentage of the population taken over when you see a human being and you scream real loud you might be a pod person. Haha. Yes. Also question. Is this the end of the pod people? Be- I ask this because, uh, so the start of the movie, they have this lovely underwater shot with the space put in bacteria. behind it. Yeah. And you got that floating stuff, the floating bacteria stuff uh-huh. that floats up into space and then goes down. And then they got the beautiful lights. Like I, I know we're not into the liking and disliking, but I like the visuals of the movie, especially at the start with like the lights and yes. the bacteria floating around. And uh, especially how they did the uh, the vines attaching to mm-hmm. the leaves. It didn't look fake. Nope. It didn't. And that I, was amazing. I, I wish I would have taken the time to see if there was a like documentary on how they handled those practical effects. If we're talking about the stuff on the leaves yes. spreading, yes. it's reverse. That's what I thought they did so with they, most of they it. They started wide and they pulled, pulled like the string in. Okay, kind of. Okay, yeah. It's still. I don't know that for a fact, but really that's, cool. that is the easiest explanation for that effect. Right, but it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's the it's the the details in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where I was going with that was there were small bacteria floating off that planet at that time. I don't think that that's going to be possible on Earth, even if they just continue down and end up being bacteria again on Earth. The gravitational pull of the Earth is as such that I don't think that they could get away from Earth and get back into orbit. But it is in canon that they travel from planet to planet. Well, yeah. No, I'm just... It's, I mean, that's canon. In, However, in reality, yeah, I, I don't think it would it would work that way because yes, you are you are making a very good point that gravity would crush them. I guess they could land on other smaller planets and be transmitted by a comet and meteor and stuff like that across space times if they can survive. God knows what the survival of these things are. They can survive the cold dead of space, but if you put them in a put them next to a lighter they explode in blood yeah just like god intended yeah but you know it was also uh you know if they wrote this around the time that they made the first movie they're not so good on the science i feel like this like i would have to watch the 54 50 whatever version and then compare it to the 78 version and see if they like up scienced things I would assume so. They moved it from a small town to San Francisco, uh, yeah. so they did that. And then in one of the when I was I was looking through other other movies tied to, there's like a sequel to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but it has the same title. It's just Invasion of the Body Snatchers: The Invasion Continues, and apparently that's set on a military base. So you can't see me shrugging right now, but I'm I'm shrugging real hard. Yeah. Sounds like a cash grab, like, whoa, we'll just take this and we'll say this is what happens, and eh. Eh. Eh? I mean, there was that one Starship Troopers movie don't talk where about they that. had no budget, nope. and they stayed in an outpost the whole time, and it sucked. Don't what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it exists, no. Dan. No, no, <laughs> nope. I watched there's it. Starship Troopers, and then there's the TV show, and that's it. Uh, one last thing about the uh, trailer, since we're still in trailer talk. Haha. Yes, uh, still trailer talk. Yes. It, it uh, occurred to me that Jeff Goldblum and Veronica Cartwright were both not called out as star power in the trailer. No. And then I realized that <laughs> yeah. they probably got their start from this movie. Veronica Cartwright famously was also just as Veronica Cartwright in Alien, a previous movie we talked mm-hmm. about. Indeed. And Jeff Goldblum. Obviously, I knew I recognized her face. Absolutely, that's the first thing that hit my head without even googling who she was. Immediately, I knew she was from Alien, and she basically did the same thing. Uh, 
got cry and screamed a lot. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Typecast. At least you could like hold back emotions and stay alive for a while, unlike some women in this movie. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, main dude Donald Sutherland had a problem with that as well. He had a problem well, sleeping. Well, sure. everybody in this movie had a problem, so... What what is ev- this? Because I I I I don't know how we're all sitting. What is everybody's like snap judgment of this movie? I hated it. I I'm just gonna come out right out full swing, and I I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> wow. I liked it because it was a bunch of nightmares all rolled together. Huh. I can appreciate that. I mean, it's it's long. It is unnecessarily long. That's my biggest complaint about the movie. Two hours is is a is a lot of time. I think that's why I, I, I personally started to not like it as I was watching it, because I didn't realize how long it was before I sat down to watch it. So I was expecting like a, a, a nice light horror movie in the sea of other horror movies I was watching for, you know, the end of October. And this thing just went on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, and... Uh... I'm going to say that it's because they lingered on shots they didn't really need to linger on quite a bit. Like the priest on the, on the swing and then going to this priest vision <laughs> you while mean the party, watching the kids. The party line priest? Uh, that priest sure. is on the same party line as that kid and would not get off it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it lingered on that. It lingered on that priest way too much. Yeah, I could see that. And it had a lot of those lingering shots where you're just like, I get where he wanted to have some artsy-fartsy shots in this movie, that, the phone cord pulling into the wall, and a bunch of other shots like that. But when you have a lot of stuff that you want to do, you have to pick your poison. You have to either pick your artsy-fartsy shots or maybe cut out some of the scenes. Okay, let's let's get back to things things we liked about Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That opening scene. I am with you guys on that. Yeah. I, I love the opening, opening and I love cool. the effects of uh, the spores coming down to Earth and, you know, gelatinously rolling down water streams and hanging out on leaves and stuff. That was really well done. It reminded me a lot of the ectoplasm from Ghostbusters, because that's only because we had watched Ghostbusters previously. Ah... Yeah, and the same note, I also like the uh, hair physics of the pods when they were reaching out to grab onto hands and stuff like that. That was really neat how they did that. Probably the same way as the leaves at the beginning with the uh, reverse time. However, I'm, I'm going to assume they, that's probably what they did. They did it in a way that made it look like it was supposed to be going that way. So many movies you see where things are going in reverse, you're like, oh, that's weird. Uh, they really did a lot well done with the camera work in this film. I liked that as the uh, gelatinous ooze took hold and people started smelling the flowers that more and more people in the background would just act weirder as time went on in the movie until the breaking point where everyone was just like yeah we don't have to pretend anymore yeah i I do like how numerous shots there's just like garbage trucks compacting for just in the background things like that i got a giggle out of it there's a guy in the health department just staring out through a door <laughs> yes. for no reason i'm just like i love these little i didn't moments. even think about Joe, that. have you ever been in a corporate environment i bet there's a ton of people just staring <laughs> out their doors like that heck i felt like a pod person some days i'm glad you brought that up because that scene specifically i remember watching that immediately thinking oh man what's going and then it was onto something else and i completely forgot about it but thinking back to that yeah that that was messed up and sometimes it happens so obviously but that one was like in the background and nice yeah that one was awesome i i have to give mad props to probably my favorite scene uh when he goes to uh i have it in my notes hold on one sec noting Holding. the elevator scene the camera shot for the elevator scene it doesn't skip a beat and it is so freaking fluid it was amazing when he goes he presses the button for the elevator and then without skipping a beat he gets wrapped on the shoulder it's like it's it's all so instantaneous and so fast you don't have a second to linger on him waiting for the elevator you don't have a second for this you don't have a second for that it's he goes up presses the button bam right away he's being tapped on the shoulder it just it was so fluid and so well done i don't know why that stuck out to me so much but i loved that cut my next big note was that uh, Jeffrey's an asshole, and I hope he dies. And right after I, uh, right after I said that, I'm, I had to, I had to edit the the note. Well, well, that didn't last long. I like how Jeff Goldblum was very Jeff Goldblum, even though this was like one of his first roles. Yep, absolutely. The line of my nose, it's bleeding. <laughs> when his sister, or no, sorry, his wife is just panicking and in a flurry, and he's just calm and like, "What do you do? You hurt me." Yeah, <laughs> just. 
very Jeff Goldblum. Never change Jeff. Always be the same. Absolutely. I didn't look to see who was all who was in the cast at this at all, and I didn't watch the trailer till again after I watched the movie. Same. So yeah, same boat. That scene in that scene, like the actors up until the book release party thing were kind of meh like okay these are these are these are characters that all have some kind of weight within the movie cool whatever and then it's like boom holy fuck that's jeff goldblum and then right after that holy fuck that's leonard nimoy exactly what the hell i I did the same thing dan i didn't watch the trailer until after so i'm sitting there watching the opening credits and all of a sudden said jeff goldblum was like whoa what the fuck (laughs) i was so excited (laughs) and yeah then leonard nimoy shows up it's just it's such an awesome cast i mean when it kicked off i love donald sutherland so having him start things off as one of the main cast members was great but yeah just getting those extra little sprinkles on top just felt so freaking nice i like that they use the lead of the 1956 or 58 original in this one 56 thank you he's the guy running scared and gets hit by vehicles in the road oh okay i knew he looked familiar you... He's the lead from the original film. You haven't okay. seen the original and he's, film. He's I haven't been seen in a bunch original, of movies in the 80s. Interesting. Like... He's always a jerk in movies because he has the face and voice for it. Hmm. It was a good little nod. I liked it. I like that they made Donald Sutherland's character, uh, Matt. Yeah, they made Matt's character somebody that when he's introduced, you want to hate him. Do you, though? But, but rats, Dan. Rat poop. I mean, okay. So he shows up, he is a very eager, very overbearing health inspector, but also you have on the other side, the douchebag maitre d' or whatever the fuck he's supposed to be of this hoity-toity restaurant, and you're like, yeah, okay, Matt, take him, take these people down a little bit because you're charging a shit ton of money for rat poop. Is it rat poop? Who knows? It was probably just a caper. <laughs> We never really find out. No, we never do. Because everyone turns into a pod people before that happens. I really like the dog with a face. No. And that's, yeah. that I mean, that's that's where I, I started pulling the, this is literally just a bunch of nightmares all rolled into a, <laughs> a two-hour-long movie. I certainly enjoyed that they tried it. Given future technology trying to do the same thing, uh, I think they pulled it off a lot better than some of the modern movies, honestly. <laughs> I would Maybe not like, right now, but like from the 80s through the 90s, where they try to do stuff like that, just looks awful. In this movie, it looks bad, but also it's not nearly as bad as I've seen. But also, yes, I, Nightmare I just feel. like that. It surprised me because I wasn't looking at the screen at the time i was taking a note and i looked up and i'm like good guy yep yep that's a dog that's a dog with a man face what's going on what did i miss they were too close together and the pod took both of them the pod got damaged oh i didn't see yeah he kicked the pod matt matt kick matt kicked the pod and it starts to bleed which is why i was surprised to see that all together i thought we're gonna see those two uh come out alive but no turns out they just come out messed up so that was a whole thing kind of exciting yeah and those pods birthing people, that's pretty cool for that yeah. time period. So yeah, let's talk about, this was rated PG, hey. in the 70s? Yeah. Hey, so, for, wow. there was no PG-13 Yeah, Poltergeist is uh, what brought that around. I forget what We wouldn't have that was, until the there 80s. Was dr- there's drug use, there was nudity. <laughs> Boobs. There's, uh, there's, he, he uh, bashes a version of himself. He bashes a version of himself Gore, skull in it, with it a fucking garden hose. Yeah, a whole, yep. <laughs> yeah. Gore. Like I was reading that, I'm like, wow, this uh, this is going to live. Like just looking at like why it was rated what it was, I'm like, this is going to be violent. <laughs> yeah, and they and, they they did a good job. I, I actually read some literature over the last week that I, I have to go back to our Indiana Jones recording. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom might have actually been, you know the grease to get the wheel turning for a PG-13 rating, but it is actually Poltergeist that is responsible. And did you guys ever read into that or know why specifically? Uh, I'm going to guess no. Satanic Panic. <laughs> no, what I guess what happened was uh, Steven Spielberg was backing Poltergeist, obviously, and he wanted to make money. Unfortunately, it came back and everybody unanimously agreed that Poltergeist was rated R. They said, yes, this is an R-rated horror movie, because what the fuck? A tree swallows a child. There's just shit everywhere. Like, everything can go wrong. <laughs> Swimming pool full of bodies. Like, everything, right? It's an R-rated horror movie. Well, Steven Spielberg basically made them a deal and said, look, you let this go out as a PG 
movie, and I'll give you guys your damn PG-13. So they let the movie go out as a PG so it would make money, and then when the backlash started coming in, they decided to institute the PG-13, and they, and Steven didn't, I guess fight it so because <laughs> there's a there's a lengthy article out there i was reading I'll, I'll forward it off to you guys but it was uh why specifically so many children were traumatized by poltergeist when it was a pg rated horror movie <laughs> and it's it's a fun read because i agree with a lot of it. <laughs> so yeah this would have been before indiana jones and temple of doom this would have been before all that this is this is still the uh beautiful bountiful fields of having pg for Everything before hitting R. All I know is the 70s and 80s were a wild time. Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah, I don't know why this movie felt like it felt so long. All right, it was definitely a long movie. And the first hour or so, like, I enjoyed watching the movie. I was into it. Like, you see all the craziness. Maybe didn't enjoy seeing the uh, dudes in the mud bath and stuff like that. But I liked the development going on there. And then I look and there's still like an hour left. I'm like, are they still in the setup period? And then they took a while once they got into the setup period and like, oh, hey, look, everything's uh, gone to shit now. And they still took a while to let the uh, actors try to not die. Damn you, Ken. I think you just made me like this movie a little bit more. I think you made me appreciate it on a meta effect. We were still waiting for something to happen with the movie, thinking it was still being set up. In the meantime, not realizing that everything had already gone to hell in an irreversible way to the point where everybody was already already pods so in a meta in a meta way we're watching this movie like thinking like okay what are they gonna do what's the plan but it's already too late absolutely that is totally correct because it, th- they keep thinking they're gonna stop it <laughs> no way yeah right your ship has long sailed making note of this whole like timing thing that's the first note that i have is the thing i don't like but i don't i don't want to wait before i pull the trigger on any of that i did something i don't normally do after a movie and it's because of this because of this here talking thing we're doing and that is i thought about the movie i sat down and thought what was going on at what point did the bodies the aliens actually become the unstoppable force like they had entire things set up like how would you even go about doing that how would it go unnoticed i don't know it was things gonna get a little bit crazy setups take less than eight hours like you have all of that time that your victims are asleep and when your victims are asleep is when you propagate there is so much to get done and if you can if you can propagate as exp- exponentially as they did, manpower was not a problem. Maybe maybe trying to figure like figuring out technology. It seemed like they assimilated the host's and, information. Yeah, like immediately because like, what's her name? Naked lady pop up uh, right near the end and is able to call him Matthew and saying, "Oh, remember, it's not as bad as they said it was going to be, or it's not that bad like they said." So like, it does maintain some sort of its own sentience but i wonder what one of those look like inside i thought it was interesting watching this during um a pandemic especially in a country that will not take it serious oh yeah yeah it really art really imitated life of the population it's really depressing (laughs) it was one of those cases where i'm like man this is reflecting the country right back at me through pod people instead of you know, viruses. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Bunnell, we're going to have to have you uh, hang up and not talk about uh, conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. We don't need you. Uh, I don't remember the lines. doesn't matter. Uh, it's something along along those those lines. Don't be stirring up I them controversies. really cool part. Nothing is actually happening. Do not talk about it. We do not need to incite a panic. It was definitely, I think, at that part where you're supposed to realize that shit got way out of hand. Like, he was unable to call out of his area because they already had that technology on lock. He was unable to talk to anybody because they were already, everybody was already pod people. And they were using psychological warfare on him. Yeah. And the way that they they demonstrated through the visuals was really cool, too. So, like, Leonard Nimoy was really early a pod person. We can say that for sure. I don't know when he actually became a pod person, though. It's hard to tell because his character doesn't show high emotions ever. Yeah. Vulcan. But (laughs) he does show emotions, and that's what kind of threw me for a loop. I'm like, oh, he's one? And then you kind of try and think when he doesn't show emotions, and it's like, well, sure, I guess you could construe the way that he accentuates his talk as emotion, but it's a tool to get people to act certain ways around him. And it's like, uh, I guess. <laughs> he could have been one from the very beginning when you first see yep. him. You, you yeah. don't know, because 
the the reveal that he's with them is long after his introduction uh you may have missed at one point he does get in the car it was fairly early he uh, i missed it on the first couple of times he gets in a car with a bunch of pod people you're like oh that's the reveal that he's 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 a pod person okay but he has interacted with the rest of the cast so much since his introduction and you don't recognize any difference so you're like yeah he's he's probably one of the original pod people here like how how did they get him and like he can still be so convincing as himself and he just must be they must have lucked out on getting yeah you find someone with a lot of sway that shows next to no emotion winner he's psychologists can't trust them they're all pod people (laughs) true (laughs) <laughs> i liked their use of amazing grace in the movie too especially because it's uh wow why can't i think of the uh bagpipe thank you god i was like they're not accordions what is wrong with my brain bagpipes played by the scottish dragoons oh they i forget i forget they they get a they get a credit in the in the uh scroll at the end oh very cool the bagpipes give multiple levels in there one they're playing an instrument the pod people as far as we know don't play instruments two it's amazing grace let's think of the words that's salvation for the character Mm -hmm. two layers and three it's for it's on a ship that's leaving they can get out there's so many levels of salvation just with using that song as bagpipes on a ship and then just to have it go Nope. It fades hard the minute that he sees yeah. that palette being craned up. The Amazing Grace on the bagpipes was so well done just because when it comes back, when it starts playing, you're like, oh, this is completely different from the rest of the music in this movie, which is grating and jolting and terrible, but put in in such a way to try to make you more on the edge of your seat, more anxious, I guess. I, I, yep. Can't think of the word right now, but anxiety and then they, inducing. They bring in the bagpipes, which after all that sounds kind of nice, but generally speaking, the bagpipe is also considered a very grating, very edge of your seat, anxious inducing instrument. I mean, it does sound like you're stepping on a bag of cats. Yes. But and so it is the proper music for these things to be playing, but also I think it was being played through the radio. Was it being played through the radio or was it just being played in his head? It It's all up for interpretation, I yep. think. It is, and that's another reason I like this movie. There's so many little things that make you question what what's happening within the movie, which could also be used as a as a negative as well. Yeah, eh. I like a movie that makes you think and come back to it. Also, when are you going to watch a movie that opens with like ten minutes of no one talking? It's just like observing stuff. There is a metric butt ton of exposition in this movie a lot of stuff happens in the opening but nothing's told you're not explained anything and it just it's you're left to put the pieces okay that gelatinous ooze hit here oh now it's flowers okay now people are taking the flowers Uh uh-oh Maybe they shouldn't be taking those flowers because that's from space. It leaves you to just make all those connections yourself without giving you any guide maps. And I don't think Hollywood allows that anymore. it doesn't. Anyway, before we get too long in the tooth of everything, I want to hear all these what you didn't like about this film. The grating music. Yeah. (laughs) It was just awful. Yeah. When there was music, it was grating. My my first note, 24 minutes in, and I'm confused as to what's going on. This is a two-hour movie. What? Like... I had to pause the movie because Katie was sitting and watching it with me and she's like, I don't understand. And like, if you're not paying attention to this movie, you miss out on a lot of really important shit, which doesn't fly anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of, especially like in the background, like Joe was saying, where the characters, you can start seeing them change. There's a lot of stuff going on and you got to pay attention and you can't be picking up your phone, which wasn't a problem back in 1978 because it was attached to a cord on the wall, which could retract into the wall. I kind of want one. Just saying. I was actually kind of impressed with it and like, Ooh, I like that. I thought maybe it would come back, but no, it was just an artsy shot. Yep. 
just like the priest on the swing. Yeah, I think uh. you guys are right with the uh, the absence of cell phones. I mean, the worst you got to worry about is, you know, pepperoni dog fart from dog getting into something it should have eaten and maybe spilling your drink while watching and having a pause. But you're not going to be looking at, you know, some random art- articles and whatnot while you're trying to watch the movie and ruining the enjoyment of catching things in the background. Yeah, and really that's what it's all about, isn't it? Keeping people engaged. And that's why they can have all the uh, little stuff in the background and keep keep you guessing and it's also what's going to make you come back and watch the movie a second and third and fourth time is oh what did i miss and you go back and watch the second time around and you notice the little things you're like oh that's oh okay neat but this is the not like section yeah what didn't you like joe i did not like that when donald sutherland is sneaking through a house he sneaks up the stairs and they don't squeak what kind of magic did they use to build I know, those stairs? That caught me off guard. Maybe they're what the were hell? they carpeted? Like maybe they were just really well padded. All staircases squeak. If we're talking about all staircases. If we're talking about added sound effects, I, I didn't like that. Every car, no matter what speed they're pulling away at, their tires squeak. Oh, squeal like crazy, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> These are some slippery ass streets. What are those streets made out of? Linoleum. Uh, rats, apparently. <laughs> this is uh, this is gonna be nitpicky, but I I did not enjoy how literally nobody could catch them as long as they kept up a brisk jog. If you if you jog briskly, you'll stay alive. You shouldn't have to run very fast. They are just plants. Remember when I said this is a bunch of nightmares all rolled together? No. Sure. Yeah. Ever have one of those nightmares <laughs> where no matter how you run, something will end up catch- catching you eventually? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how strong of lucid dreaming you can do, you're always going to have your brain be like, yeah, but this, and then all of a sudden it happens. <sighs> like the dreams where you throw a punch and it just doesn't land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you, you're running and all of a sudden you're literally running through honey because your brain's like, mm, you're going too fast. You need to slow down. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, I can just fly. And you fly away and your brain's like, oh, what? There was an airplane right there? And it hits you and you end up back in the honey. Yeah. Goddamn brain. I hated the scene in which Donald Sutherland fell asleep. It just made me very angry. And I shouted at the TV and I was mad. And I don't do that normally. The one where he gets the three pod people created? Yeah, yeah. Because he's just fucking sleeping on a chair in his backyard because that was a smart idea to begin with. And then, uh, yeah, just... Nothing in the world can wake that man up, including screaming, wailing pod baby things and just everything under the sun. I was a bit confused at that point, too, because I, I, was, I had to rewind it a little bit. I looked away for a half second. I'm like, all of a sudden he's sleeping on the like, on the chair. How, yep. Where the fuck did he come into the grass? And then rewind like, oh, he's on the chair and the grass is around me. Like, I remember seeing the fire, like literally the scene before it. I just didn't catch that he was in the middle of a grass induced roof yep they sure like their green spaces not a lot of green space in san francisco to be perfect really there is not even 40 years ago which uh makes the propagation of plants uh that much more difficult i was curious how many people who never leave the city and like have basement apartments and stuff like that how many of those people actually never came in contact with plants in order to be able to become pod people like those would be the, the last pods people to don't need to be immediately nearby like at a certain point they have to deliver a prime rib sized pod to people in order to be able to replicate them when it starts off with just these little pods says is uh is interesting you're like how did these people get up here and be all quiet and stuff and not wake people up insomniacs would have the best time with this or the worst time until they get a sedative from leonard demoy all you have to do is take five speed i know (laughs) it helped them for a little while yeah, you can only go. You can only go for so long. This is speed. Maybe you should take five doses. Listen up, kids. This is how it works. <laughs> you want to stay awake and don't want to and and, and want to push the edge of dying. Let's 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 go for it. Let's go for broke. Let's be honest. I didn't like that. Uh, Donald Sutherland dropped the axe when he, people are ch- when pod people are chasing after him when he could clearly have yeah. sunk an axe into their head. Can we talk about the fact that he set off an alarm by pulling an axe off of an unlocked wall mount? Yeah, that that kind of <laughs> what uh, what the fuck? When the alarm started going off, I'm like, like okay, what else triggered that? And then. I I realized it was from him pulling the axe. It's just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The amount of times that those things probably randomly get bumped off the things, you're like, hmm. Yeah, no, that's why they're behind glass nowadays. Well, you don't really see fire axes. Not often. We need more fire axes. I saw at least two. There might have been three. It may be because we live in a smaller 
a smaller metropolitan area and we don't live no, in like no, high rises where it's because it's 2020 and there's less fires ah true <laughs> I, I i'm tell that to australia yeah, australia and, and tell all of all of the west coast and i Ugh. mean there's there's stuff going on in colorado right now right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. colorado's on yep. fire too that whole damn world's burning not if you don't believe in it well i mean manila's not no they're underwater yeah yep. yeah no, that is true, Joe. It's just because we have a bunch of lazy asses that won't go sweep the forest. Yeah, you gotta take care of that forest floor. <laughs> I'm so sad right now. Okay, we're getting we're getting too real. Let's go. Let's go back. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're I'm sorry. Twenty twenty has been a rough year. I mean, come on. We just lost Connery yesterday. That is. I know. <sighs> we yep. had two very Connery heavy movies uh, since these reboots started, and I'm I'm very sad. And both were delightful. We, we should watch Zardoz in his honor. <laughs> yeah, we soon. we should. I've never seen it and always wanted to. Okay, I'm in. Be prepared, sir. Be prepared. That's a, that's a, that's a, gir- that's a girded loins thing. I did not care for the screaming pod people. Yeah. I didn't either. I thought it was hokey, cheesy, and just... Okay, so I think everything that I didn't like about this film really comes down to the fact that I feel like They Live is very self-aware that it's a goofy parody style movie. And I like it for that. I love it for that. They Live and the remake of The Thing. I feel like those two movies did this concept so much better in their own rights. Which I know it's not fair to compare this movie to those two. And I know that people have their own opinions based off of which film they prefer. Which one they like that did things better. Which came first. All that stuff. But for me, this movie felt like it was trying to be serious. But there were things in it that were too goofy for me to take it seriously. And the screaming was one of them. Yeah. I just, whenever something is a grating sound and it's used a lot, then I, I lose my it care. It was used Because like, it's lot. supposed to be like the sign of, oh no, they're right here. They're on top of us. They see us. But if all you hear is that sound for like 10 minutes. It was the, it was the amount damn. that it was used. Like they... Yes. They overdid using that gimmick. But honestly, once they had that right at the end of the movie, and then they cut to... Imagine only use that, that the screaming gimmick once or twice, and then having the end cut like that. How much heavier that ending would have hit? The ending, I thought did a pretty good job especially because there's no music over the credits correct that was cool i like that just a ball yeah i thought that was really cool it, it hit me at first I'm like what's different and then you, <laughs> you realize but I, I agree with dan i feel if it, if it would have been used less it would have had more of an impact even more so than just you know silent credits after the screech for me i just couldn't take the pod people seriously and watching the movie i i, I didn't feel threatened and I felt like if I was in this scenario, I would literally beat all their fucking asses. But I, I know I know that it wouldn't probably work out that way. I'd fall asleep and then that's it. But still, it's just I didn't feel any real fear from this movie. I just felt annoyance. I felt annoyance of the aliens and just, I, I, I don't know. That's just me, though. I went in thinking that this was going to be a horror film. Yeah, it's not here. a horror film. It's not. It's a psychological thriller. Yeah, I'd say yes. Yeah, definitely agreed on that. And that's that's probably why I I mean I I enjoyed this movie. It is a very low negative on my list of movies. If zero is is the the mid range of good and bad, this is probably like a negative one or a negative point five for me on a scale of negative ten to ten, where ten being awesome and negative ten being you know Escape from New York. I, I like that. <laughs> Damn you, Dan! No, I like. Uh, which, which, speaking of which, did you uh, did you notice the? Uh, wait, no, hold on. I think I'm getting my movies mixed up here because I've watched so many horror movies in the last week and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold that comment until I figure it out on my own okay. on the side here. But I will. Okay. Yeah. I will say that the pod people were not as scary as they could have been because there were no stakes, if you will. Like we never actually saw somebody get caught by the pod people and see what they would do. The most we saw was they show up, they hold on to people, they get a shot, and then these people get away again. So like, we don't actually know what the pod people do. We don't exactly know how they approach this. Like how many shot, how many people do shots do they have? Like just the random pod people who are chasing. You don't have Leonard Nimoy running after people. So the, the lady, the lady woman, 
Lois Lane or whoever she is, I can't remember. She was turning into a pod person once in her own home. She was turning into a pod person once on a health department's roof. Yeah. And then she was turning into a pod person and completed the process at the docks. Right. So it's more than one time. And we saw what happens to them. They just kind of melt like away. You, you, it's it's sh- like it is sh- shakingly like I was I was disturbed for the time period. The effects were pretty good. No, okay. So what I'm saying is, when you are being when you're being chased down, unlike zombie movies where the zombies chase you down, they catch you, they hold you, they eat you. Yeah, it's like, like what's going to happen? You're if in they pain catch you. and stuff like that. They like super decayed but from the inside you don't actually know what the things that are chasing you are going to do exactly it's just they're a bunch just of goofy people you. chasing you and that's it you're gonna go to sleep they're gonna just wait till you go to sleep because they can't be stopped because of their numbers so they don't have to do anything to you they just wait for you to fall asleep or assist you in falling asleep and then you super decay as dan put it that was really cool the super decay and that's what they were throwing away i it was like, man, that is not like the first time I saw garbage trucks on on the screen. I was like, what the? F- that is not Those, normal garbage back there. So there? Well, yeah, I didn't catch that till right at the end. I'm like, oh, the third time they my showed it. God, that's people. Yeah, yep. And it's at that point where you realize they show a garbage can garbage truck pretty early in the movie that stuff had already gotten pretty out of control. Like that that first garbage so. truck shows up in the first 10 minutes. It does. Does it? Yeah. Matter? Yeah, cuz he goes to take the garbage can out yeah, after. Yeah, so he takes the garbage can outside and dump the Oh, you're talking about the one with the dude that when he's not talking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When Her... Jeffrey is a pod person. I was thinking you meant there was something before no. that. No, no. And I was like, "Whoa." Well, I guess it's really the first 20 minutes. I did write down that it took me 20 minutes of in-movie time to figure out that they were in San Francisco because no one mentions it and there's, there's no yeah, reason there's no title to card. believe yeah. in San Francisco. <laughs> well, there Doesn't is. Doesn't matter. They there's show the Diamond Chrysler building. Okay, What's... now I know where we are. I don't. I think that's what the name of that building is. They show the the hill houses. And I, I made a comment to Kate. I'm like, did they film that in the same house as Full House? But then I realized that it's not the same street because the Full House house is on a like hill, like a grassy hill. I think literally the only reason I knew that this was San Francisco is because of the Transamerica Pyramid building. And that's yeah, because cause it was featured... Not the Diamond no. Chrysler building. Because <laughs> it was featured prominently in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and that's the only reason why I know this is ah. San Francisco. <laughs> See, I haven't seen that movie. The only reason why I know this is in San Francisco is because you guys are telling me this. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, there's no there's no branding that specifically, like, we don't, we don't get a Golden Gate Bridge flyover. You get to see the Bay you Bridge. See the Bay you get Bridge. to see Pier 32 yeah. or whatever. You don't get to see and... The Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery hanging out on it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they don't show a whole lot to tell you where it is. You just kind of It's a major metropolitan area and that's all it, I mean that's all that the movie needs. You don't need to know that it's in exactly. San Francisco. I mean how much of it, how much was actually filmed in San Francisco versus Toronto? other places if they did that. I mean, they could have filmed everything in San Francisco. I don't know. I don't know. I would have to do research. And if I was wrong, I would happily take that uh, that being wrong. So does anyone believe that this movie still holds up? I believe there are a lot of things in this movie that holds up. And uh, for, a quick, for just sitting down and watching a movie, you could do a lot worse than this movie. Yeah, um, like Escape I, from New York. I mostly enjoyed it but it is a long movie so you got to be prepared to sit down and watch a long movie and we also already spoiled the ending sorry but ultimately i'd say you give it a watch it's fun to see young actors do their thing that they continue to do to this day yeah yeah i uh i'm i'm happy i watched it i will say that i'm happy i watched it i'm happy i finally gave the chance yeah it's it's been talked about and in my eye for how many years now and finally actually sitting down and watching it it was good is it a movie i'm gonna go back and watch again no i feel like culturally it was important for me to see it but there's so many other movies that i'd, I'd want to make time to watch versus going back and watching this again yeah 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 i agree i think it's a niche movie that if you're interested in films it's probably something to yeah, watch it's definitely it'd be one of those movies that you'd want to watch if you had like a film class in college because there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie that's just like neat and the practical effects in this movie are just they're so good so they're so good mm-hmm. they're not jarring and that's yeah. i mean hands down worth it to not see a cgi vine yeah or cgi birthing yeah of a 
personish adult thing? birthing of an adult baby yeah yeah oh that's where all the people from the internet come from ha <laughs> 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 got you good ah <sighs> try to stay positive anywho so, do you think do you think this movie would would need a true reboot or do the do you think the subsequent films that have come out are sufficient because the one that we watched is, is a reboot. I have heard yeah. from multiple publications that this is the best version of the source material put on film and that everything else has either been awful or has progressively gotten worse. I heard that the one with Nicole Kidman was pretty freaking bad. I watched the trailer sure? for that Nicole Kidman one. It it looks it looks bad. Yeah. It's it looks it looks bad. <laughs> yeah, no, the, I've I've not heard anything good about the invasion. Yeah, and I, it changes some core things. I can't remember what, but yeah, just looking into it briefly while I was watching this and afterwards, it it sounds like the unanimous decision is that this one is probably the highest rated and everything else has kind of just been worse to the point of just leave it the hell alone. <laughs> I mean, IMDb, this one has 7.4 or 7.8 or something like that, and the evasion has 5.9. Yeah. So... There you go. Maybe it would be time for maybe to do a... A true reboot. Not a... Not... Do a true reboot, but you give it that, you know, weird edge to it. Like, do something that you recognize that it's kind of a silly concept. So you, you are very clear and open with that. It's kind of a silly concept. You are very clear and open that you are working with a silly concept to make something interesting. Yes. And I, th- I think it can be it done. It could be done. I don't know if there's a reason to do it, though. No. no. And that's the issue. I think it's, issue I think it's just it's... because it's, it's such an old IP and then it's been redone and redone and redone and redone so poorly. <laughs> you know, when you only have to pay so much for the rights, yeah. why not? Yeah. I can't see that, like Alien and every other movie that keeps on being reboot, I can't see it getting much better than the 1978 version of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So they should just keep that up until they want to sincerely give it a good try, which I'm sure the Invasion was supposed to be. But... They would have to do something shocking with it to make it worth it i think for if they would do it today if they had it somehow making films today and it was good and done focusing on people denying it happening would be key Mm -hmm. and how that the human element of not believing experts and stuff like that can lead to oh now we're all screwed type of thing i think that would be a good angle to take with it right now now, they'd have have to drop the these characters are going to die like 15 minutes into the movie like Mm. these characters are screwed and you are along for the ride yeah sure so I'm, i'm i'm not sure what you guys think of this i'm gonna i'm gonna spoil this for you guys because we're talking about this so spoilers for those who haven't seen the invasion this is a pretty pretty dramatic difference between these two movies and i I need to get you guys to take on how you feel about this this movie was bleak as fuck there was no hope in this movie and there was no hope towards the end it was just from the get-go you realize that it's already too late everything's done even to the very last shot of him pointing and screaming you realize yeah this is all over so i just read a quick synopsis on in the invasion and it sounds wildly different to the point where it doesn't sound like they use bodies and dispose of the old ones so it's not like you're being replaced it appears that the spore actually attaches itself to your brain and the ending is wildly different typical hollywood happy ending apparently they find a way to create a vaccine vaccinate the world and everybody comes back from being invaded essentially no, well, that's I why i didn't that. do I hate so well that yep so much anti-vaxxers kicked the, killed this movie <laughs> exactly so looking at the synopsis it looks it looks like nicole kidman's like one of the last few people remaining at the end so it's kind of like she's in the carol role of this 1978 one nancy cartwright's character but it sounds yeah. like she goes on they find a way to make a vaccine and then turn everybody back to the way they were beforehand because they never actually brought up the disposing of the original bodies i hate that there's no, yeah, there's no there's no replacement. Like I didn't catch that there was replacement till we were talking about it. I thought that the 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 victims were just stored somewhere because they don't like I didn't catch the whole hairy garbage thing, like I said, till we were discussing it. And that that's holy shit is that dark. The hairy garbage. Yeah, Ver- <laughs> Veronica Cartwright's in this movie as well too. She plays a cameo. And I think I messed the names up. Veronica Cartwright, she played Nancy in the nineteen seventy eight one. So Nancy, not Carol. Nancy is is the one towards the end here. So she's the one that gets pointed at and screamed at. Um, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about that change. So that's the drastic change from redoing a movie that was already made and people generally accepted and enjoyed. I guess that maybe explains why, you know, one's rated 79% on Rotten Tomatoes and one's 19. Everybody knows that Hollywood always has to have happy endings. It's it's frustrating because sometimes you sometimes that's good and sometimes ending. it's bad. Yeah, exactly. I think part of the reason I didn't like this movie so much is because it had that ending that just pissed me off because it's like, God damn it, everybody died. <laughs> But, oh, but I, I love that. <laughs> I know. It's, I loved that ending. I know. It's, and, and, it's and, so uh, different. It they is give different. you a little a little glimmer of hope that maybe maybe there is some humanity, quote unquote, left. Yep. And but then they rip it away from you. I I love that frustration. That's the thing. I love that. And it it's not a thing that happens anymore because they have to have a happy ending that ties everything up with a bow and makes you feel good as an audience. But I feel like we're getting along in the tooth. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's just getting toothsome. I just I, I read I read the synopsis for the remake and got angry. And that's where things came. <laughs> so yeah, remake for this remake. How how do we feel about that? Eh. Like I said, if they they would have to do something drastic, but still stay yeah. within the confines of the canonical in like universe. Okay, what about a remake starring The Rock and he has to get two children who hold the key to the cure to another city amongst waves of people who have already turned. Escape from Witch Mountain? Escape from Witch Mountain Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Escape from Witch San Francisco Snatchers? Ooh. No. They have a tall hill in town, so it could be Escape from Tall Hill in I San like Francisco. this. And then we could also have <laughs> Donald Sutherland have a cameo and he could replace the uh, Leonard Nimoy role. Yeah, there you go. Proven to be able to be a psycho on TV. Oh, this is like this is this picking is up steam. No, leave it leave it where it is. <laughs> just just leave leave the body it, in the hole. We don't need to dig it out of the ground anymore. I was gonna say you can just leave um, it in the ground. Unless you uh, <laughs> unless you start building, and then you better damn well make sure you move the bodies and the headstones, Dan. Not just the headstones yeah. to save money. <laughs> and on that note, that was the hairy endings of the invasion of the body snatchers being squished down into a garbage truck. Rewound and rebooted. If you could like, rate, review, comment, subscribe, or all of the above, that would be wonderful. Please share this episode with your friends, your lovers, your pod people, who also love movies, in this case, from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It'd be much appreciated. And coming up... In our next episode, we will be watching and rewinding and rebooting the movie Train, Planes, and yeah, Automobiles. Yeah, just yeah, in yeah, time yeah, for yeah, Thanksgiving. That's totally what we just yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. So come back in two weeks when we rewind and reboot again. <laughs> <laughs> Yay.